with me, a podcast by small business for small businesses. Thanks for joining us for episode two, where I welcome a very, very special guest. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that you can get involved with the podcast. Maybe you are a small business with a great startup story to share or have a special bit of insight that might be really useful to other founders. Maybe you don't want to come on the show, but you do have a burning question that you would love to see answered or have someone that you are dying to hear from in mind. You can send us your funny business anecdotes or stories as well, because we all have those crazy stories to share. Whatever it is, you can get in touch via email at helloandgrow.gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Instagram at growwithme.podcast. I would love to hear from you. Just remember, if you love what you hear today, then please do consider rate reviewing and subscribing wherever you are listening, as it does help show us up in search. And that, of course, means we get to reach more of you who will benefit from the show. Thank you to those of you who already have. It really does mean a lot to me. So we're going to crack on straight away today. No sort of extra bits and housekeeping. A very special guest indeed. Someone really insightful, bringing lots of value to the podcast today. And we are super, super lucky. So a very, very warm welcome to Gina, the social teacup, queen of Instagram witchery and magic. So hi, Gina. Hello. Thank you for having me, Jess. Thanks for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. I know how much of a busy lady you are and you've got loads of stuff planned and coming up in September. So I know that we are lucky to get you in the diary. So I am betting that some of our listeners actually already know lots about you, to be fair. We've kind of dragged them over from my business page and they probably know some of what you offer. But for purpose of the tape, I just want to talk to you, Gina, about who you are, what you do and what the social teacup actually is. Yeah, I guess the social teacup um, probably sounds a bit random. <laughs> um, if, if you've got, if you don't know who I am, um, okay. So the social element of it is um, social media. The teacup is about spilling the tea, I guess, like spilling the tea on social. Um, I predominantly focus on Instagram these days. I offer one-to-one support, so consultancy and coaching. I would say if you booked in with me once, it would be more consultancy. If we work together over a longer period, it would it would become more coaching. But it's all around making Instagram work for you and just helping you to save time and feel creative and not feel like you have to sacrifice who you are or just constantly have to be on Instagram for five hours a day or something to see results. So time saving is a really important thing when you work with me. Yeah, I guess I guess that's it in a nutshell. Like I could go on and on. There's there's other elements, but I guess I'm sure. It. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> we'll touch on those anyway, Gina, throughout the conversation. And obviously, time saving is a a massive bonus to what you offer because, as you know, as an entrepreneur, you're kind of made to wear all of these different hats. So the more time that you can save us, the absolute better. Yeah, definitely. So much time is wasted on Instagram. So much time is spent scrolling. Like I actually challenge everybody listening now. Everybody listening to go to your Instagram and look at your activity time. It's in the settings and just just find out how long you spend each day on Instagram. I dare you. <laughs> I'm going to do that after this call, Gina. I I'll am a little know. bit more. Yeah, I will. I'll let you know. I am a little bit more conscious about 
a scrolling sort of the habit of, mm. of scrolling the feed and actually I do you know I do follow a fair few uh, fellow businesses and friends but I do miss quite a lot of their posts simply because I try to avoid that that sort of scrolling hole that you yeah. end up in um so yeah it's not me avoiding engaging with their posts I do as much mm-hmm. as I can but I do avoid getting into that scroll pit habit that we all seem to scroll pit <laughs> scroll pit yeah um, um sorry just to interject so you can set post notifications for businesses that you um are really close with or or just want to maintain that relationship with so you just go to their profile and then you click on the little the little bell icon and then you just click turn on post notifications then you actually get a notification like you would if somebody leaves a comment when they post um it's just a good way to stay connected when there's obviously so much shit going on on instagram There really is. That's really, really useful. Thanks, Gina. It's really helpful for people. And equally, you can kind of apply that to letting your customers know as well. So um, I I recommend any businesses listening on here, um, you know, if you've got sort of key customers that, that seem to be missing out on posts, it's worth posting that in your stories that they can opt to follow your posts your stories um i think they can even click on video uploads as well can they gina there's a few options isn't there in that drop down yeah there's quite a few options there's a lot more there's a lot more available like there's a lot more settings than you'd think for you to prioritize what it is that you see and also what other people see but there's quite a lot going on on there these days, actually. I'm going to go into a bit more depth about the social teacup, um, just to kind of find out what your initial driver to becoming a coach was, really. And where does this passion for Instagram growth and teaching others actually come from? Yeah, sure. So um, I've worked in social media, um, kind of started more around Facebook and events, then moved into um, Instagram, Instagram management. Facebook ads and then eventually um, stopped. I was kind of managing a couple of accounts and coaching and then about a year ago I just started coaching and I've coached 250 um, female business owners since then. Generally quite creative businesses or more service-based. I think the decision that I made to become a coach instead was uh, <laughs> predominantly because it's very, very, very hard to manage somebody else's account. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to be somebody else mm. and it's very hard to switch off. So if it's hard to switch off as a social media manager for somebody's account, think about how hard it is to switch off mm. as a business owner when you run your own account. Um, yeah. And I found that I could really, really help people to cut down the time that they're spending to educate people and just to help them be accountable to get the most out of the app if I was coaching them. Nobody can run your account like you can, but I think people think they don't have the time, but then they waste a lot of time. So my consultancy is about kind of streamlining and just making sure that you've got all the tools that you need to just do it. Yeah, and just sort of cutting through the noise. And I think that's really interesting that that's 
that's how you've come to find this path for your own business and kind of what your message you're trying to put out there is. It's actually through your own experience of trying to become the founder, become the business yeah. owner's tone of voice on their platform and realizing that that's probably not the best utilization. Actually, coaching them on the flip side of how to manage it themselves is more effective. I think that's really interesting. It's the first time I've heard someone say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true because I, I feel bad. You know, if, if you're a social media manager, you know, you're, you are needed. But I think managing an account of a business that is not a small business, because I think a small business is like up to like 500 employees or something. Yeah. It's like the, the actual definition of small business. Most of us are actually micro, micro, micro businesses yeah. like me. Same. <laughs> it's like we say we're small businesses, but like we are literally tiny, tiny. Um, and there's so much heart in our types of businesses because we are here like on the front line of our business but trying to manage um, an account for a small business when it's very very personal is difficult but managing say like adidas's account or something I've, did i say that right because i feel like i've said it wrong my whole life is it adidas or adidas oh i say adidas but you will okay have, there's two camps i believe gina and i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm in camp adidas so i'm yeah, just so I'm... like unbranded and not into it that i just don't know the names of anything it's like where have i like, been under a rock for 30 years like i i thought nike was called nike like oh it's really (laughs) it's a problem it's a problem um but yeah so basically to um sum up my ramble it's it's very easy for somebody to create content for you if you give them all the tools you still have to be very heavily involved if you want it to be very authentic um so that's a downside because you're not saving time there but you you can't pay someone to cultivate a community for you because if somebody's running your account, they're probably just putting content up. They're not nurturing your messages, nurturing your comment and, and reaching out to people and networking. And, and that is literally the most important thing that you can do on Instagram. That's why I made that ebook all about engagement, because if you're not interacting with people and, and, and building that community, then it, it doesn't always matter how good your content is. Yeah, um, that, that, that ebook that you mentioned, actually, if you just want to let the listeners know what, what that ebook is and how they can get hold of it. Yeah, okay. So if you want to download my ebook, the Instagram engagement spell, it's like 35 pages of just pure magic about increasing your engagement and just understanding how Instagram works on a basic level. Um, so you can create your own strategy. If you use the code Jess Spell. You can enjoy that ebook with 50% off. So um, it's normally £33. So it'll be half of that. <laughs> um, so that would be J E S S S P E L L. Thanks, Gina. That's that's awesome. And I'm sure you guys listening will benefit from having that. It, it really is helpful. I've followed Gina kind of, I think, from more or less since I set up my business. I think I find you pretty early on, Gina. So I've seen your account <laughs> you as well. Yeah. Um, and all the content that you sort of put out there into the uh, Instagram universe. And it is, you know, it's, it's really, really useful stuff. So get on it. And we'll touch on Gina's Instagram and website and everything at the end of the podcast. So you'll be able to sort of follow her and check out the rest of it there 
Obviously, we now know that one of the most profitable businesses to start in 2021 is an online course or a coaching program, according to Founder Magazine. And this is just a bit of a sidebar for those of you listening. If yeah. you don't already follow Founder, I do highly recommend this as a resource. Um, they are an Australian company set up by founders for founders. They are full of amazing business tips and have lots of different courses available specific to your needs, including how to start your own coaching business. So they are worth looking at. But Gina, knowing that you are in such a high growth area at the moment and that you can kind of capitalise on the demand for knowledge and internet sort of based learning, how did you come to setting up your office? Did you have a mentor yourself? And and is that someone that you would recommend to our listeners, maybe starting out on their own sort of coaching journey that maybe they're looking to launch their own coaching business, but don't have that mentor in mind? I'm in two minds because um, I am all about coaching and development like I I have a mentor at the moment I've been working with her for four months and she's helped me to um, get to the stage now where I'm going to launch a membership so change business model completely I've I've really really benefited from coaching but um, if you've just started out sometimes it's best to find your feet and you know try some things out and and just so there's one side, like you can start with a coach immediately and potentially not make any mistakes, but you could start with a coach who is inexperienced or lazy or not paying attention or is more about the the sale than the service. So you could end up in a situation where you, you're paying somebody early on before you've found your feet and you've found your voice within your business. Um, that's going to like shape shift you into the wrong direction or Mm. they could really really help you bloom and grow it just really really depends who you choose yeah and I think that that's sounded really it. negative and scary no, but, um... not at all not at all I think it's it's worth touching on because it's such a huge investment you know these these mm-hmm. levels of expertise don't come for free and I get a lot of questions I've had a lot of questions myself about whether mm-hmm. I've had mentorship and I'm going to be touching that you know on that sort of side of it in a bit um, mm-hmm. but it does come at a cost for someone's expertise and so it is yeah. scary for entrepreneurs to make that investment especially if they're starting out their own entrepreneurial journey they probably don't have masses of expendable income to spend yeah. on lots of failed coaching exercises um, yeah. that didn't really benefit them so I suppose just from your own personal experience and obviously working mm-hmm. as a coach in the industry how mm-hmm. does someone figure out you know whether someone is worth investing their hard-earned money into how what signs should they look for what should they look for on their social media right okay yeah so first of all um the price like somebody's prices does not really reflect their expertise it just reflects how much they believe their services are worth there's a lot of money manifestation mindset spirituality stuff going around i don't want to say going around me being a spiritual person it sounds a bit like i'm making it out like it's like a fad or something but there is there's a lot of mentorship at the moment in the online space which is probably responsible for that statistic that you talked about um earlier on about it being one of the the largest growing Mm. um, professions and i think that's because people are stepping into that space and believing in themselves so much that that they are charging like thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds Mm. for their services but you could probably find something just as good if not better more suited to you 
for like a few hundred. Yeah. Just because something's expensive. I wish that I knew this a few years ago because I mm. made a mistake with with a mentor. I I wish that I'd known that the price of something doesn't reflect the, the quality. Get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The quality of, of the outcome and the education that you're kind of getting throughout that. I can yeah. agree. And that, you know, it, it's unfortunately the darker side of the internet, you know, and, and there's a there's perils at every turn, not just in coaching, that there really is across the board, always something mm-hmm. that could be a negative. So just as a founder and as an entrepreneur, you know, you just kind of got to get a nose for sniffing out the good ones. Um, and yeah. sometimes we make those mistakes, Gina. You know, you have, I have, I've certainly undertaken things that I have think were, were a wa- Yeah, I have, you know, that were a waste of time. And equally, yeah. I've had ones that have been pr- a profound effect on my journey yeah. now as an entrepreneur. So it There's is some amazing. amazing ones out there. There, there are. There are some amazing, amazing people out there. But I, I feel like they, because they are very conscious about charging I hate that charge your worth kind of phrase but you know like that mm. just because you believe you're worth a million pounds doesn't mean that you are yeah. <laughs> and that's where things have all got a bit confused so going back to your question actually about how to choose um mm. I would say really really trust your instincts don't sign up to a course before you've had a one-to-one with somebody don't yeah. sign up to a group coaching program unless you've read their ebook or you have had a one-to-one with them because there's I call it funnel-topia. I can't believe I'm going down this road. <laughs> I told I like, them I I like... <laughs> No, we need we need your honesty. And um, you okay. know, at the end of the day, you've got to imagine that all the people listening to this podcast are relatively new startups or to mm-hmm. this kind of coaching. Um, and that you've got to kind of fish out yeah. the really good ones. So what you're doing is a really good thing. Thank you. I hope they wouldn't get banned from the internet or murdered in my sleep for revealing. <laughs> okay, so trust your instincts, first of all. Do you feel when you when you're looking at this person's content on on Instagram obviously if it's Instagram coaching or Facebook coaching or whatever coaching go to that platform and look at the content they're putting out on there does it resonate how does it make you feel then the most important thing you can do is focus on how they serve people not just how good they are at selling mm. so when I got stung it was because someone was just really really good at sales Mm. and then when it actually came down to it I was scratching around in their content on their website just trying trying to find like you know what what have I actually signed up for here like what is the service and Mm. then I realized it's all just a sell be mindful of what people share because social proof is a huge way so if you've got a coach in mind at the moment you've probably seen on their stories screenshots from their clients that they've shared look at what they share do they hide people's names do they make it anonymous do they do they share anything that is potentially putting those people in an uncomfortable position or or are they oversharing things that have been sent in privacy? Because how they treat those people, they'll treat you. Yeah, I think that's that's a really, really good a really good point to put across is keeping an eye on kind of how they're acting with their past clients or current clients. Yeah. Like do they talk about, you know, do they do they big up their clients on their stories and be like, 
you know, oh, th- this has happened, you know, with a client, I'm really, really proud of them. Or is it just like, look what I've done, you can pay yes. me to find out how. Like, basically, yes. if, if there's a coach, so the, the underbelly, the dark side of the business coaching world is, it's almost a bit pyramid scheme And it's very much like, if you do exactly what I tell you, you can make money. Mm. You have to invest with me. You invest 5K with me, I'll make you 10K kind of vibe. But there's no mention of how you can serve your clients or your customers. That's what you need to be wary of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've seen a number of those myself. I mean, as a business, even I think even just being a business page flags it up in the algorithm sometimes um, and kind of matches you with coaches and courses and you do get a lot come through. So I know exactly what you mean. I see it quite a lot myself. I know it's just it's a shame like it almost made me just want to not bother but I absolutely love what I do I love working with business owners and I just had to like hush the noise block things and just focus on how I could serve and that was me actually me changing to a membership model that's very low cost and supportive is my kind of middle finger up to all of that crap because you know it's it's a way of being able to provide just as much value as people are charging like 5k for <laughs> for like under 30 pounds a month yeah and you have to question you know at the end of the day it's a bit like going into teaching or being a nurse just for the paycheck at the end like you, you're going yeah. to be a teacher or you're going to be in a nurse or a doctor because the fundamental reason you're doing that job is that you care for people that you want to help people or you want to educate people there's a passion and a drive yeah. that, that, that drives you to that career then yeah. you get the paycheck at the end because of how good you are at what you do and the service that you provide um, mm. and, the, and the gift that it's you're basically giving. exactly it is and, it's, and you can want more money there's nothing wrong with putting your prices up when yeah. you know now I've worked with over 250 women the prices mm. for my one-to-ones are going to go up because I've got so much data I've got so so much information that's sculpted like the services that I provide but there's a difference between, you know, slowly increasing your price um, relative to what you can offer and just believing in yourself so much you jump straight in on like the highest, highest price. Yeah, um, absolutely. Proof is in the pudding, isn't it? Um, yeah, there's so many good coaches out there, though. I could definitely probably write a list up of, of ones who, who I just think are incredible at what they do obviously not going to share any names on on the ones that I don't really rate because yeah of course not really really but yeah I just wanted to to warn people um to just be just be mindful and and kind of go in with both eyes open really look through stuff with a fine tooth comb before you sign anything yeah I think that's a good message to put across um I am going to swing the conversation around a bit now to Instagram a bit more your area of expertise and um, we do see pan- people sort of panicking about the forever changing landscape of Instagram mm. quite a lot at the moment. Yeah. So, <laughs> how do you advise business owners to cope with these inevitable changes and to keep kind of growing their business online? Because it is inevitable, right? Yeah, definitely. But as, as long as you've got that um, base, as long as you come into it and you form your base level community, and I can share some advice on on you know how to do that later on. I just don't want to ramble off too much off topic. <laughs> but as long as you have that um, community there, 
and then you just don't lose the passion for the creative side of Instagram. You can ride these waves. You know, everyone was really, really freaked out, weren't they? It was about a month yeah. ago when the videos. I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, Instagram is no longer a photo sharing app. And it was like, <laughs> nonsense. Every, <laughs> everyone in the universe on Instagram had like some scary post about it, didn't they? Some like scary yeah. characters. They just just went into meltdown, didn't they? And it was like, just step back a minute because, you know, the, the thing is, the fundamentally, we have zero control. We're just in a rented landscape. So it's like, yeah. you know, there is no promises that Instagram will be there tomorrow. That That is the end no. of it. We have zero control over what they want to do with it. So you have to be like you are as an entrepreneur anyway. You have to be fluid. You have to be able to pivot and grow all of the time. And that includes mm. with your social media. And I know it's scary when you've kind of figured out a formula that kind of works and is predictable and you kind of know what you do. Yeah. Like any other thing that you're trying to overcome as an entrepreneur in your business, you are going to have to pivot at some point. It's just par for the course a little yes. bit. Well, you can't just keep sharing the same content for five years because it'll be boring no. as hell. And if your engagement's gone down, you know, don't always just think it's the algorithm or something like that. Like it's probably just that your content's just not as interesting as it once was because, you know, it's, it's, we are the algorithm. Like, our daily activity like they've created a monster they've got no control <laughs> over it like we we are instagram like yeah. we are all yeah we are instagram you know you can say like oh the world they're doing that over here we're doing that over here but we're all like atoms that are connected together going deep now but yeah it's just with with the changes with the ever changing landscape the rented landscape i love that you need to make sure that you're building a mailing list alongside your instagram yes you need to be getting creative about other forms of marketing um and really really pushing word of mouth as well so you know like offering vouchers if you're an an in real, real life store um if you're running events you know getting flyers printed you can't rely solely on Instagram. And that's another reason why, you know, people need to cut down the amount of time they're spending on it because it's only one piece of the puzzle. Yeah, it um, really, really is just yeah. one piece. I mean, it can be a very big piece, but it, it is yeah. just one piece. And actually, if it is your only piece that you need to start looking elsewhere because that's dangerous territory. You know, it yeah. only takes Instagram to go down for a day for you to basically not be able to make money. For you to you need a website for selling absolutely products. yeah absolutely. you need a website regardless you, you need a mailing yeah. list you need a website then if you decide to move to another platform at the moment you know facebook's kind of dying off pinterest is kind of on the rise tiktok's on on a similar level with instagram now but i feel like instagram's so much more wholesome there's so yeah. much more more community so much more community there like I absolutely love Instagram I um have made probably three solid best friends over the last year on Instagram that 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 I speak to every day my business is all around coaching on Instagram I've got so much time and love for Instagram you know it is one of those platforms that now it's adapted video wise people should be happy that it's adapted like this because Thank it means you. that yes. what you've built is going to be you've got at least another like three four years or longer they will keep adapting it yeah um it's 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 the strongest social network for business 
without a doubt. I, I, feel, I feel like I was one of the only people that saw it as a positive. I must admit, I was a little bit perplexed by all the sort yes. of dramatics of it all. Um, mm. I mean, I do understand it, but at the what, same just, time. Yeah. but it's it's, yeah I mean just see the the positives in it you know that they're extending out they're trying to bring over what TikTok have achieved and integrate that with already an extremely successful platform so it's just adding more strings to your bow adding more ways that you can reach potential customers yeah I, I can't I don't see the negative in that personally but you know again it's it's just it's just how you use it you know Mm. it's all it is is a tool like it's like a pen it's like you choose what you write with the pen it's it's like a reel is a way of creating content but if you don't like pointy reels or you don't want to dance or lip sync in reels or you'll feel like an idiot like I do then don't do it and I don't (laughs) yeah it's absolutely fine so on that, would you say that Instagram is imperative to a small business's success or are there elements of the platform that you feel provide sort of the best avenue for growth compared to other mm. elements of the platform? So especially kind of talking as of today, which yeah. elements of Instagram are kind of going to provide the best growth, do you feel? So obviously, if you sell products and um, there's Instagram shopping, you can go live now um there's things being put into place to like take payments on lives it's i don't like to give too much advice around that because it's totally different with everybody's account everybody seems to have like different updates all the time even around music around everything trying to market your business your small business with without a huge budget without instagram then again more or less impossible isn't it (laughs) pretty much just then going to be relying on facebook ads Mm. um again they cost money but if you're on instagram if you can start off your account on the right foot where you really cultivate this um community of people so like my best tip for people is to as a business owner set up a business account and connect with other businesses who share the same target audience but sell something different Yes. Yeah. When you set up an Instagram account, the first thing Instagram does is go find your friends or search for similar businesses or search for similar accounts. And then you either end up with all of your friends following you who never buy from you or loads of other people who sell the same things or both. And your account never kind of lifts off the ground because... You know, although it's more about visibility than engagement in the sense of, you know, you shouldn't not put something up because you feel like people aren't commenting or whatever. But if you're not getting any engagement, that affects your ego, it affects your mental health, it makes you not want to create. And it's like this vicious cycle, but sometimes it's just the people who are following you initially just aren't interested in your product. And it doesn't mean that your content's shit. It just means that they're not your target audience. 
Yeah, I like that a lot. That's so true. It's so important to make sure you're getting your product and your ideas in front of the right audience because there's an audience for everyone. I firmly believe that, but you've got to be able to tap into it and find it, which just to throw you back to episode one, guys, kind of comes into the niche episode that we've just had. Um, And I'm sure we'll have an episode on branding as well. And these, these things all tie in together. Everything helps build your brand. So yeah, it is very, 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 much linked into that episode on niche but yeah finding that that audience that community that resonates with your content is so key just because there are other businesses that sell the same product as you is not necessarily going to be your customer they're not going to buy from you exactly they are going to look at your content and not interact with it if it's good they're most likely going to look at your content and not interact with it because they either want to lift elements of it and use it yeah. Or it makes them feel like a comparisaurus. They feel uncomfortable. And it's natural human behavior. You know, if you want to be good at something or if you're learning how to do something or starting out, the last thing you want to do is just be following and interacting with loads of people who are already doing it. How are you supposed to come up with original ideas and, yeah. and, and allow yourself to go through those early stages of growth? You're just going to feel suffocated and like you're just licking the asses of these other people. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, I, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, and I think it takes a certain kind of person maybe to be able to manage that comparison side. And I think yes. I, I've been I quite fortunate. <laughs> no, I do as well. I've been quite fortunate in my journey and kind of my background and where I've come from that I've done all that in my 20s. Like that's 10 yes. years ago to me. So for now... I'm, I I don't do it. I'm, I don't have an yeah. issue with following lots of candle brands. I, you know, I've even just started mentoring a, a candle brand myself completely yeah. for my time for free because I want to help her grow. But I, that's because I get something from it. But I've been through the Comparisaurus in a different industry. I've been through what that feels yeah. like. If you're offering services now to other candle makers, then they have, in a way, become your target audience. And there's nothing sleazy about having a target audience. It's not like you're out there to get someone. It's like, I'm here to serve you. I'm creating with you in mind. That's all it means. But yeah, it can can be hard work. Yeah, Um, it can. I think it's a good message to put across just to simply take away that if you are in that comparisaurus mindset where you are finding it damaging your self-worth or your ability to create or your ability to come up with original ideas, stop following brands that are very similar to you or in your niche or creating your product, start looking broader than that. And it's nothing personal. I've said this time and time again, you know, the mute button, the block button, it's not personal. You have to think about who are you as a founder who are you as an entrepreneur where are you going where's the end goal and how are you going to get there stop looking sideways and just yeah. look forward always look forward at your own goal the sideways looking is what distracts you from where you need to be so if you yeah. are not able to look sideways and keep on your own path because that's just something you're not able to do don't do it yeah exactly and I feel like one of the reasons I have used Instagram so successfully personally and had such good results with my clients is because when I first started, I didn't follow any social media coaches and Mm. I follow a handful. I will now and then if I really like what they're doing or I want to connect, but I focused on just following and engaging and interacting with my target audience. Yeah, potential clients. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, 
you know, it's it's not even like I, even if you don't end up working with them, you're forming connections with someone who might recommend you to somebody else. And yeah. also you're seeing their content and it's interesting and inspiring and you're getting to find out what your target audience is doing. So it's like market research. Yeah. Just following what other people are doing who are offering similar stuff. It gets really echo chambery and it's really, really hard to have like creative and original ideas because yeah, you're just looking sideways and, it, and it's all, even if you can take it and leave it, mm. it's in your brain then. It's like a seed. Yeah, it's just no, it's noise, isn't it? It's white noise. Yeah, um, yeah noise. It is, and you yeah. just have to be able to tune it out. Um, and sometimes that means not following accounts or, you know, the mute button. <laughs> sometimes that's yeah. what it means, and there's exactly. nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, we've gone over Instagram. I just I want to kind of get into the meat, really, about your new offer, about your membership, how that works. And because obviously people going away from this episode are probably going to head to your website and see your current offers and the format they're currently in. So let them know about the membership, how that's going to work and how that basically umbrellas everything that is currently on your website. Currently on my website, you will be able to see my um, one-to-one consultancy packages, I guess they are. So like short, you know, an hour and a half here, like a couple of hours, intensively looking at certain areas of your Instagram from like an audit, so a full overview through to, you know, looking at your engagement and how we can how we can sort it out and, and make it better. But Working one-on-one with people, and especially with the algorithm changes which have happened in the last few months, or just the direction, I guess, of Instagram has changed slightly, it's really shown me how important it is to have that ongoing support. So you've not invested a lot of money with somebody, created a strategy, and then it needs to be reworked two months down the line. Having a membership model for me is a way that I can continuously serve and help people and not and you know and not not be bound to like certain ways of doing things like I will I will be fluid and adaptable and then I will communicate these changes really really clearly with people in a really succinct way so you can tune out and you know quieten down all that noise because following you know what I'm saying you know don't follow loads of people selling Mm. the same also don't follow loads of people advising you on how to be that's really really not good yeah it's true there's so many conflicting ways of doing things which which to kind of cut in sorry Gina but that that element as a founder of trusting Mm. that instinct that you spoke about earlier is so key with everything everything that you do in business whether it's choosing a coach whether it's you know a design that you want to do or a product you want to launch whatever it is you as the founder, it's your instinct, it's everything. You have yes. to trust in it 100 billion percent. And we talk about that with uh, Jordan in the first episode. It's so key. And and that comes yeah. to this as well. You have to have to tune in to that intuition and that instinct, because ultimately, if you don't feel it's the right thing to do, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, exactly. And I think so much time is spent on Instagram scrolling. So just... In, in on autopilot mm. then picking up key bits of information from experts gurus thought leaders or whatever in like the business instagram space and then having all of these conflicting ideas not knowing which ones to go with 
Mm. Um, and then having that effect. So you'll have a really creative idea come in of something you want to do, but then you sat there going, which content pillar is this? Oh, and um, which <laughs> part of the client journey is this? Um, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you could have just bloody posted it and you probably- I'm, laugh- I'm laughing because I've done it. I've, I've, done done it. I've had that conversation with myself, you know, checking which <laughs> pillar it bloody fits into. And like you say, you know, sometimes you've just got to post the content it's better to post it than not, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like content yeah. pillars are just the topics of which you talk about. Mm. I I use them with some of my consultancy stuff in terms of the content pillars will help define subtopics, which we can then find and research hashtags, which we think are going to work and put them into those topics. So when you post something, you're like, right, okay, this was about, um, this was the um, scented candle topic. And then the subtopics are like um, black candle, um, lavender essence, or, you know, different things like that. Yeah. So then you, you would you would have those, the pillars are just there for me to make you stay on track and not go off topic too much. But most business owners know, as in they are... <laughs> not stupid and know if they are talking about their business or not on Instagram and that is legit it but yeah when it comes to hashtags you need that structure so you can make little mini lists of hashtags to use um so that's where all the content pillar mythology was derived but yeah it's just over complicating and it it kills people's creativity it really really does yeah, you you end up overthinking everything, don't you? That's the problem. Um, so with this new membership, how how does this work? And when do you launch this as well? It's quite soon, isn't it? Oh my god, it's launching on the first of September. Um, I've honestly put everything that I have into it, but I still feel energized because I'm just so excited. So it starts on the first of September, is in the the um the doors open. It's gonna be closed door, open door, because I I want it to um the community to feel like nurtured at each stage. It's not just like a free for all. Mm. So it's divided into three tiers. So it's accessible for everybody basically. You know, if you want to dip your toe in and try the, the lower tier and you can always move up in terms of costs. Then, then that's that's a possibility. The first tier is called um, Magic Mail. It is either eleven pounds monthly or nine pounds quarterly, and you get like this amazing newsletter every Monday straight into your inbox, which tells you all about the latest features and updates. You have content prompts. There's a um, an Instagram challenge. So like, not something around content, more like something that you need to do to like tidy up your Instagram or, or to refocus in some way and, and loads more stuff. <laughs> then the next part of the membership is called the Social Tea Club, which took me so long to think of and it's such an obvious name. <laughs> Honestly, it took me like three months. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when you're in your business, like you can't see the wood for the trees. You're just like... Yeah, yeah, I, I know that very well. <laughs> So that's why coaching is amazing. And I didn't mean to go on like, a, you know, a dark journey about it. There were, don't let it put you off. Just be mindful. And the social tea club, it's either um, 33 a month or £27 a month quarterly or 25 a month if, if you pay annually. And you get this magic mail every Monday. 
you get access to an interactive Instagram planner, which will be updated dependent on algorithm changes and um, to so help cool. you do the bare minimum, but like tick it off, get it done. It's interactive. Each page, each week for the archive, it's saved and archived away, like each part of the planner. So you can look back at past months and things. There's like a journal entry on there. And then you get um, expert-led masterclasses, podcast style, tutorials, um, a monthly live Q&A and like other stuff as well. It's really cool. Like I'm really excited. Just a no-nonsense, you know, this... This is what it is. This is what you need to do. Tick it off, get it done. Live your life. (laughs) Yeah, get get in and get it done kind of approach. Yeah, but get it done creatively and enjoy it and then sign off. Like that that's that's the drive. It's not just get it out the way. It's like how can I have more fun doing this, but do it in less time. That's the that's the vibe. And then there's the VIP, which I hate that phrase, but I didn't know what else to call it, which is ninety-nine a month for three months minimum. Um, and you get a weekly group Zoom call with with up to three other business women just to go over where you're at. And you need to attend at least two a month to, to stay within, you know, that kind of that inner that, group. That yeah. But yeah, there's loads, there's loads more I could honestly talk about for hours, but I'll, I'll be quiet now. No, um, no, that that's excellent. And where can people access this? So if you want to give your website and your Instagram as well. There's a wait list um, in the top button so if you go to my bio the top button says join the waitlist you can sign up to the waitlist there it will be going live on my website on the 1st of september and all the information will be there so you could read back through and then sign up if it feels right for you if your instincts tell you yes then come on come along (laughs) i think you've done well to kind of put across um you know who you are and how you are gina on this on this podcast episode to be fair so um yeah if you want to check out more of gina's stuff obviously head over to the instagram where she's more than giving gives lots of free accessible content away on the instagram so you get a really good feel for who you are which you know is essentially what you need to do to help people make that that big leap and that decision so yeah I I highly recommend as the founder of your business this is to all the listeners figuring out where the gaps in your knowledge actually are we are almost expected to know everything about everything which can obviously feel incredibly overwhelming especially when you start out on this entrepreneurial journey but you almost as an entrepreneur have to be addicted to that learning and have that thirst for knowledge most very successful entrepreneurs will almost always tell you the same thing it's kind of in their DNA to want to know more because the learning never is really done it's right at that moment of thinking that you know everything that growing sort of seems to stop so with this in mind we know that some learning and business mindset growth is free there are plenty of resources out there for little to nothing but sometimes you do need expertise that doesn't come on a free podcast like ours or in a 9.99 ebook and that's where coaching really comes in and the kind of services that Gina offers So how do you even know when to commit to a course or a one-to-one coaching session? For me, the recognition was knowing my limits and knowing where my knowledge sort of stopped. It actually was a very successful friend who recommended a YouTube bootcamp course based out of LA that she had taken and had sort of seen this huge growth off the back of. And it was a serious investment of time and money. I'm not going to lie to you. And the course ran over eight weeks and it cost around $1,500. So the decision 
decision was obviously not taken lightly. Um, but in the run up to me making that decision, I joined a couple of her free podcast episodes. She runs a podcast. Obviously, I had that sort of rec- personal recommendation from a friend, which is always massive and seeing her kind of growth and success off the back of doing it. Um, and she also had other light materials um, sort of for a tenner here, five or there for me a bit to be able to read and access and kind of really get to know who she was as a coach and as a podcaster um, and it helped me to really gel with sort of who she is and whether it gelled with my visions before making that leap I can honestly say though it, it was one of the best decisions that I made the guests that she had ranged from marketing to writing captions creating a branding strategy finding your niche what your target audience is finding your why you know why are you wanting to pursue what it was a YouTube channel, but why are you launching a business? What's your purpose in life? What message are you trying to get across as a brand? And obviously more of the YouTube sort of content creation stuff, but all of it ultimately helped me to launch the Scent Coven some two years later away from the YouTube platform. Um, And I'm in no doubt that it had a massive impact on me as an entrepreneur and as a founder and all of the things that I learned in that course, I can throw it right back to. And I actually reached out to her not long ago and I put a, a post in her Facebook group to sort of say thank you and say, you know, thank you for everything. This this was not, and this was for all of her current customers and clients to say, this did not serve me as a YouTuber, but it absolutely served me as an entrepreneur and everything that you are taught in this YouTube bootcamp will serve you in more ways than you can imagine. So, as you know, as we have touched on the more negative side of things, Gina, there really is a positive to take out of it, wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think there's just been a very big theme of that there's been a big rise, the industry's kind of exploded. And, you know, I really did want to lead with be careful because I do really care about people making an investment that's going to serve them. But without coaching, like how how are you supposed to do everything on your own like you know you outsource your web development or you you Mm. outsource um maybe like your logo design or all these different things the amazing thing about coaching is you're not necessarily like you're like outsourcing your your problems as a whole or that like the the barriers or the blocks that you're facing within your business and then you've got someone with fresh eyes with the experience and and hopefully you know like the wholesome intention to really really delve into that with you and come up with a plan like actionable steps to to get you where you want to be and I don't know how else you would get yourself out of some of the ruts you get in or just just expand out of the box and go to that next level without that support there is fantastic coaches out there and like I say you know I've had things that I've purchased or been a part of that I've thought I didn't really gain much but then equally I've spent a rather large amount of money on a course that I can literally say has been the reason my business looks the way it looks so yeah you know it's yin and yang like we were saying earlier but as you mentioned earlier as well about seeing wood through the trees it's like Sometimes having someone on the outside, listening to problems, looking at your social media, doing a deep dive on your website, they can see things that you can't see. Like we've recently got a marketing team on board and they're Mm -hmm. completely revolutionizing our website. And they have pointed out things that I just 
couldn't see. You know, I did all the copy. I did everything on my website to a point where I probably overdid it on the website. Um, And it wasn't (laughs) until someone looked at it and went, love what you've done would definitely change quite a lot of it. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. And and as an entrepreneur, you've got to be open to that. You've got to be open to taking on board what these experts and these people, you know, who know what they're doing in their field are saying to you and saying, look, look at it this with my eyes. This is what I see as a coach. This is what I see as a marketing expert. Um, And this is what I feel you need to do for your business to reach that next level. And like you say, you know, you invest in marketing teams, you invest in designers and everything else. Coaching is no different. Absolutely, Noah. And if if I'm honest, it's like I, I didn't actually have any coaching for the first like two or three years of my business. Yeah. Um, and that helped me to, you know, I know that my business is very authentically me, but there's certain things that I could have done better, certain um, problems that could have been addressed if I would have had that insight. And I think having a network or um, a community of other business owners, you can you can like share your experiences of coaching and, and you know, rec- recommend people that, that you've worked with. I think that that's really, really important because it wasn't until um, another business owner recommended somebody to me um, and had really good results. Like, you know, like you, your friend mm. recommended you. Um, yeah. So you got eight week um, boot camp. And then I went on and I had this one to one with her and, and, and it was fantastic. And I always find that coaching is a catalyst. Whenever I invest in having some one to one coaching, something enormous is born. So mm. I, I was managing social, I was um, coaching on the side, but I hadn't created any digital products or any courses like, like I have available now. But it was I had this I had this one to one and then I had another one to one with her. And then I went off and created an ebook. I've had four months now of mentorship with with someone. And now I'm about to launch a membership. Yeah. So it's if you want a big they are a catalyst for change. And even if you pick the wrong one and it's not quite right for you you will learn something absolutely you'll learn something from it because ultimately you know I'm a big believer in no regrets on anything I mean never regret anything even some of the biggest mistakes I've made in my life I don't regret it because I learned so much from it and that's part of entrepreneurship is just learning and thinking okay what can I take away from this experience whether it's how to you know trust your instinct more or whether it's you know asking the right questions you know maybe you didn't ask the right questions that that got you the answers you needed whatever it is yeah there's something to learn isn't there definitely especially in a space that honors and respects you and your strengths and what you want to create and what you want to do when you have coaching with someone who isn't afraid to tell you if they they think that something isn't good or something could be changed yes yes. but also agrees to disagree on certain things because essentially Mm. this is your business and although they're consulting you or guiding you they they shouldn't be talking you out of of what you're passionate about or trying to make you change direction and that is what can happen if if you fall into that kind of cookie cutter, all that mm-hmm. stuff I was talking about before. I've just had a, I've had a few clients recently just with horror stories. Mm-hmm. So I'm just it's kind of at the forefront of my mind. But 
I don't want to scare anyone about coaching. I wish I'd had it sooner, actually. Yeah, um, I, I feel the same, but I feel like it comes to you when you most need it. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I'd been looking at this course on and off for a good 18 months, two years prior what to course was it? Yeah. Um, it was a YouTube Power Hour boot camp based out of LA. And it was literally all based on launching a successful YouTube channel, which is what oh, I wanted okay. to do a couple of years back. But the amount of guests and that she had involved ranged from, I mean, everything that an entrepreneur needs. Effectively, mm-hmm. it was an entrepreneur's course. You know, there was YouTube-related content in there, obviously was how the basics of shooting video and stuff like that. But it was so much more than that. And actually, even the course material before committing didn't really tell you how much more than that it was, which is why I wanted yeah. to go in the group and say, it's more than a YouTube boot camp. Let me just get yeah. this in there. That so they've under-promised and over-delivered. I they think have. If you're looking to purchase something, some, if you're looking to invest in something for your business, go for something which is quite humble. You know, like, it, it's yes. like, this This is what we're doing. Like, look for good reviews. Look for how do you feel about the vibe of that person? Are they authentic? Do you mm. feel like you've got similar values? Do you feel like you're going to understand the way that they're going to present the information. But also you just need to, you need to know that if somebody's promising you the absolute universe, yeah, they are trying to make a sale because I just, I don't know how you could absolutely say to somebody, you know, you're going to make this much money. This exact thing is going to you happen. Can't, you can't, you can't. You can't quantify it, Gina. You can't quantify it. And like you say, you know, you said earlier, every business is so different. Like you can't even really help people with a blanket statement about what, you know, what content on Instagram is best for them because it's it's so different for every business. So you can't make a blanket statement when, you know, one person could be selling a $1.99 product versus someone selling a £100 product. You know, it, it's yeah. like even that's a completely different journey. So such a blanket statement is a bit of a warning sign. Um, and what you're looking for is for people talking about what they can do for you, actually do for you, actually teach you, not just yes. telling you, oh, you'll make, you know, your first million at yeah. the end of this course. It's just sort of like, well, quantify it for me, please. How do you get there? What are you teaching me to actually be able to implement that? Because ultimately the founder and the entrepreneur has to be able to implement what they're taught. You know, yeah. only you are going to make the first million. Nobody's going to teach you something and then it pops into your account the next day. It's how you're going to take what you've learned and implement it and, and action it in your own business that's going to drive it forward. Yeah, so, yeah. it's the action part. The action it part. Is. That's why ebooks are incredible. Like I I love my ebook. I think it's great. It really explains how things work. It breaks it down really simplistically. It's easy to read. But if you read it and then you don't put anything into action, then yeah. you're not going to see results. You may even think it's a waste of time having bought it, um, but it's because you've not actioned any of the steps. You've not taken it on board and then implemented anything. Um, and the people who have implemented things have seen really, really good results. Equally, I know there's probably a chunk of people out there and it's still just sitting in their inbox and they've not had a look at it <laughs> because I have a few courses in my in my inbox that I haven't yet opened. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm the same. I'm, I'm, you know, chronic learner and I love ebooks. I love podcasts yeah. and I love ebooks and I've 
bought a ton of them um but yeah there are some times where i've got halfway through an ebook and haven't quite finished um but that's a bit like you i think it's just the thirst to know yeah and i kind of know as well whether i've gelled with one i think after yeah. reading it for some, which is why like you said earlier about sampling their other content first yeah, because you'll know the tone you'll know whether it gels and also i bought ebooks where i bought one not long ago where i basically knew everything in it because yeah. i've already done it all so i actually sent it to my friend who was trying to get her hand on her handle on Instagram and I went there's not a thing in there that I don't already know do you want this ebook run with it because I flicked through it and was like I can't action any more than I already have it just wasn't right yeah. for me I can't remember what it was but I just passed it on to her yeah um, so don't yeah. tell us anyway <laughs> yeah no no I, I oh I've got no idea who it was I've bought so much content I think that's the problem and like you were saying earlier it was probably just that I've bought so many different opinions over the it's years all fun, it's all the funnel marketing <laughs> yeah you, you know and I am a bit of a bugger I will get something come up that says you know click here and there's this ebook that tells you this and, I, and it's a fiver and I'm like I love that for a yeah, fiver it's, I love it's, that but people know. are making millions they are, I, they I are make, literally making millions for you to open it and there's a photo of them and it's like yeah I'm their, yeah, key, I'm their key customer Gina I'm their key customer <laughs> So honestly, oh. I'm going to get all the targeting ads now coming my way because I am that key customer. If I see a bit of learning and it's like a few quid, I'm straight in yeah. there with the card. Like maybe there's a nugget of advice that I've not read anywhere else. So yeah, I am a bit of a bugger for that. But um, no, I think everything you covered today <laughs> is is amazing, Gina. And I think we've probably kind of come to a natural end. So yeah, just refresh everyone's memory on your Instagram handle and your website. My Instagram is at the social teacup and my website is www.thesocialteacup.com um, if you've got any questions about anything I've talked about if you yeah want to reach out to me or, or ask anything based on this just send me a dm um, and I'm quite I'm quite active on there so I should be able to get back to you within a couple of days or so Thank you so much, Gina. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I am well aware of how precious coaching time is and <laughs> to offer your expertise and insight to us for absolutely nothing today is a real treat. So thank you for giving us all that. If you liked what you heard today, then obviously please remember to rate, review and subscribe so that we can bring all this information to more small businesses like me and you. I will be back in another fortnight with another guest. Keep an eye on the Instagram at growwithme.podcast for guest announcements. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Grow With Me is created, hosted and written by Jessica Messenger. All sound design and editing is created by Liam Banks with original music written by Modern Coven from the track Curses. You can find original music by Modern Coven on iTunes and Spotify. Special thanks to all of our guests and their contribution to the show. You can find out more on our Instagram at growwithme.podcast. Yeah.